Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On ACC. Super excited to have my guy JJ Jackson in the building for a Tuesday episode of Locked On ACC. He is the host of Locked On Blue Devils, and he is always here for a good time. And we are about to really get into things after I remind you that the season for the NFL is here as well. And you can catch the Locked On's ultimate season preview, taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker, and Jason LaCamfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts, tuning in throughout the entire week. JJ, thank you so much for joining us. Candace, it's here. We, we were talking forever <laughs> about what's going to happen in these football games. Such a long offseason, and it finally happened. We got to watch football this past weekend. So for that, I'm very grateful and I'm excited to be back with you here for another Tuesday of Locked on ACC. No doubt. And let's just say that we don't no longer have to have the conversations about the Mount Rushmores. We don't have to break any lists. We don't have any pre's and predictions. We're just here. We're in the thick of it. No doubt. Like now we can actually talk what happened on the field, you know, and yeah. it's fun to still keep those lists going throughout the season and kind of spin conversations different way. But we can actually talk about wins and losses great players, statistics. I love stats. We've got some of those that we're able to discuss because games were played. So it's awesome. A hundred percent. Well, let's get right into it. As we, as you all heard on Monday's show, we had Kenton Gibbs talking about respective games and JJ is going to take the back half and do some weekend recaps. We are going to start with, we alluded to a little of the conversation around Florida State and Notre Dame, but let's not mince any words. That was literally the best game that I've seen all weekend, only because I felt like Florida State, as much as I talked about Clemson holding it down for the ACC, I was like, okay, Florida State, you kind of have to like help us out here because it has been a lackluster weekend. What were your thoughts watching the game and all the excitement around it? I guess similar to you, just an epic game that we saw between those two, talking about uh, Florida State being super aggressive early in the game and, and showing that, hey, it may be the first game of the season. You hear about those first game jitters. That did not appear to be a case or a factor at all for Florida State. And then also at the end of the game, the fight that they had going into the fourth quarter, trailing by 18 points. How many teams would have waved the white flag and just been like, right. all right, it's just we're not going to be able to get it done today. Let's move on to next week. Florida State did not do that. They fought back. They tied the game up. They had a chance to make some noise in overtime, and uh, there was a field goal that went in and a timeout was called that you really want that timeout to come back. And um, But that's a topic for a little bit later. But, to, yeah, I just I love the fight that we saw out of Florida State. I really wasn't expecting them to put up that much of an effort against Notre Dame. No doubt. And we know just seeing on the field, Jordan Travis certainly led the Seminoles throughout the entire game. He had some stumbles. The O-line couldn't quite figure it out. It seemed like he was always rushing. And of course, he gets a play where his helmet comes off and then boom, here we see Mackenzie Milton, who happened to be the talk of the town. After his performance, he comes right in and delivers a bomb. And we're just like, oh, OK, Mackenzie Milton is definitely the guy that I think will ultimately ultimately be the starter for the Seminoles. But it was just nice to see after listening to his story and hearing how the doctors had no thought of him coming back, him get on the field and actually deliver and keep them in the game. 
Yeah, first time playing in a football game since 2018. If you're listening to us and don't really know that backstory of Mackenzie Milton, who was playing at Central Florida at the time before transferring to Florida State. Jordan Travis made some plays, though, in the first half, and in that game had a 60-yard touchdown pass. We saw FSU also with an 89-yard touchdown run. I mean, when you have two explosive plays like that over 60 yards, you figure you've got a chance of winning the football game. That just wasn't the case for Florida State. But, uh, yeah, definitely tipping my cap today at McKenzie Milton for overcoming the adversity just to take a snap in a college football game, but then more importantly, to be so competitive and to give your chance a team to win. That was awesome to see. A hundred percent. And then defensively, I think Florida State, Jermaine Johnson, the transfer from Georgia was someone that, you know, first at the first half, I was very much like, okay, this is why you come here. This is why you're on Florida State. This is why you're the leader of this team. He had one and a half sacks on the night, but it's just his energy was infectious throughout the game. Went a little cold towards the end there, but I still think that it made me say, okay, Florida State's putting everyone on notice that we have always had the playmakers, couldn't exactly deliver on the field, but now it might be a different story. And with the way Clemson played, it's it. I don't want to say it's anybody's game. I think they're going to be just fine. But at the same time, I think there are guys who are on other teams in this Atlantic Atlantic division that said we have a chance. Without a doubt. And Jermaine Johnson being one of those guys that you're alluding to. And uh, we knew him pretty well at Georgia. We also (laughs) knew him from his fame on Last Chance U, uh, one of those final seasons that they had there with the documentary series on Juco products. And to come out like that and have – such a great performance. You mentioned the one-and-a-half sacks, two-and-a-half tackles for loss. Florida State's got to play defense. And the ACC, if you really want to rise up to the standards of Clemson, what makes Clemson so great? Well, it's that defense that we've talked about year in, year out. And Florida State's going to have to be able to stop opponents. Jermaine Johnson's a big reason why. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they didn't make enough stops, and that's why they lost the football game. 100% agree there. And there are some other Atlantic Division teams that had decent starts to their season. Again, I mentioned Wake Forest and Old Dominion yesterday. Nice start for Sam Hartman, but also Syracuse playing Ohio coming out 29 to 9. And a lot of people thought that Ohio would give them a little bit of a scare, but it seems as if Syracuse is on the right pace. They already won it, matched what they did last season. So there's nowhere to go but up still. So I'm kind of happy for them that they get that strong start. What do you think? No, absolutely. I'm I'm look, I'm thrilled <laughs> because it's like we're talking about actual I'm saying this again, but we're actually talking about results yeah. that played out on Saturday, Candace. Like it's no longer yeah. speculation or anything like that. It's like this team won, this team lost, this team won, this team <laughs> lost. And uh, it's just a great place to be in it. The ACC, a lot of people are giving them uh, a little bit of tough love after that first week of play, but that's why you got to praise the good teams that had good performances over the weekend. Absolutely agree. And, you know, of course, no quarterback jumps off the page with the Syracuse game. Tony, Tommy DeVito wasn't exactly stellar, but I think that is just speaks to what we're expecting, what all the high expectation of quarterbacks in this conference was. And to see kind of all of these quarterbacks give okay performances, nothing that jumps out the page. I think when you start playing that Heisman comparison game, in which we're going to talk to here in just a second when we go to the Coastal, it's really hard for me to like get hype on the AC right now. I would love to. I would love to be I'm yeah. you know, Homer I want to defend hardcore but you got to give me something to work with here sure and while we're talking about Syracuse and what they were able to do on Saturday and coming right after the conversation we had about Florida State a little bit of a drop-off when we're talking about Florida State was going up against Notre Dame and then we're talking about Syracuse who played against 
Ohio, right? The Ohio <laughs> Bobcats that uh, yeah. not a lot of people probably know much about their football program, but Sean Tucker with a career high, 181 rushing yards. Quarterback probably continues to be the conversation, as you just mentioned too, with uh, DeVito going 11 of 17 for 92 yards. Mm-hmm. That's a little underwhelming, particularly against a team like Ohio that you have less than 100 passing yards, but there's room for improvement there, so we'll see what Syracuse can do. A hundred percent agreed. Now we are going to talk about the Coastal because our two favorite teams are in that bad boy and they gave not the best performances, but you know, we're still believing in them. We're still, we still right. have a lot of hope. They kept us sweating throughout the entire <laughs> game. That's for sure. And speaking of sweating, I don't know if you guys heard yet, but sweat block, listen, it is doctor created, doctor recommended, and works up to seven days per use. It's dry shirt guaranteed. It was featured on and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters, a bestseller for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. You can wear what you want. You can sweat a little, but have confidence as you're going through your night, want to plan a hot day, whatever you need, you have got, they have got you covered. So it sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice per week. My boyfriend is also team sweat block. We have had all the packs in there, got some creams going on. We're, we're good. We're locked and loaded when it comes to sweat block, but no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. So if you are someone you you know you love is dealing with this you have to check out sweat block get it today for 20 percent off at sweatblock.com with using promo code locked on amazon and cbs talking to jj jackson here from locked on blue devils and it's no better time to talk about the coastal division as we saw our two teams carolina and duke respectively take l's over the weekend and as much as we say duke might not be at the top of the pillar when it comes to the coastal still expected them to beat charlotte so i would love to hear your thoughts jj around that 31 to 28 loss from the Blue Devils. Yeah, both those games, North Carolina and Duke being Friday night openers as a pair yeah. as uh, you know, you're used to the traditional Saturday games. We're having to think back through a lot of other football games that we've watched since that took place. No bottom line, I'm surprised Candace, I did not see mm. this coming whatsoever. I thought for sure that Duke would be able to beat a team like Charlotte given also that Duke goes 2 and 9 in 2020. Terrible. But one of those two wins was against Charlotte. Granted, it was at home in Durham, and you won 53-19. to It was no contest a year ago. This was the first time that Charlotte ever hosted a Power 5 school. It showed. They showed out. That fan base, that energy was awesome. It felt like high school football underneath the Friday night lights, but just a grander version of that, given that this is a D1 football game that we saw take place. We knew Mateo Durant was going to get his. I don't think we knew he was going to get his to the tone of 255 rushing yards, a school record, three right. touchdowns, two of those being over 50-yard runs. Gunnar Holmberg was even way better than I was expecting him to be. Okay. He's 20 of 29 <laughs> for over 220 yards. Didn't throw any picks. Did fumble one time, which was costly. But to me, the biggest thing for Duke was the third down defense, allowing Charlotte to convert 10 of 18 on third down. That's just not a winning formula, and that's definitely something that Duke's going to have to improve moving forward. Yeah, I think about ball security with what Duke was experiencing last season and only not having any interceptions certainly helps the case. Yeah. Only a fumble. We're, we're, we're doing good in that regard. Mateo they Durant. averaged three and a half turnovers <laughs> per game last year. Three and a half turnovers <laughs> per game. And they only turned the ball over one time. Like, if you just told me that yeah. going into the game, I said, all right, Duke wins by 20 still. 100%. 
But they lost. <laughs> but I also would say Mateo Durant, it has to be sick to make school records and losses, especially to a oh, team yeah. like the 49ers. You give your everything for your program. And when it comes to the other side of the ball, it just wasn't happening. But as much as we're going to talk about Carolina here in a second, I mean, Duke lost studs. They lost Victor DMKG. It's a lot. It, it, it clearly showed itself, you know, proved itself evident here at that Friday night game. But I also think that Coach Healy is one of those up-and-coming coaches. Very much people are getting some stars in their eyes about him. So all the energy he brings, I don't see him being with Charlotte for long. This is a great pit stop for him. No doubt. He's definitely one of, as you said, the up-and-coming coaches, a stud that uh, every big program is definitely keeping their eyes on what Healy's been able to do throughout his career. And I do expect him to get another big jump. You hate it for those programs like Charlotte, knowing that for their best coaches, it's just a stepping stone up to the next program. But that's a moment that that fan base, that school, Will Healy himself will remember for the rest of their lives when they beat their first Power 5 opponent ever on the Friday night that they took down Duke. So uh, tip of the cap to them. They outplayed Duke. That's kind of what Coach Cutcliffe said at the end of the day. Bottom line is they made more plays than us, and they won the football game. I thought Duke was going to be able to hold on and find their way to their victory when uh, Durant had his second 50-yard touchdown run of the night with a minute 44 to play in the game. But once again, the defense kept giving up critical third-down conversions that ultimately set up that last touchdown for Charlotte. Well, what, do you, what does it say about Coach Cutcliffe, who we have all taught consideration that this might be the last you know, one or two left yeah. of seasons he's coaching? I think this is a hard start, right? It's hard to convince me that we should keep rolling. It's hard to convince me that the game has not passed you when you get taken down by a team like Charlotte. No doubt those questions certainly are going to continue to pop up throughout the season. And you're right, it will be way, way, way more of a talking point if we're having these conversations after losses, right? So Duke gets back on the football field this Friday, another Friday game for Duke against North Carolina A&T, their home opener. They should win that game easily. Yeah. If that's not to be the case, wow, we're going to have way more of this Coach Cutcliffe conversation. And then we're definitely going to have it uh, once the ACC play opens up. Because, look, I've said it, and I'm the host of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. This is not a very talented football team. You just want to see them competitive and improve throughout the season. So let's see how they can do that starting this Friday versus North Carolina A&T. Yeah, I mean, listen, you thought you were going to have to talk about Coach K and the retirement. Yeah. Tour, but you might be having to talk about my guy, Amen. Coach Cut, here in a second. But speaking of coaches, we know there's a razzle-dazzle coach over there in Chapel Hill who has certainly made his team one of the talks of the town. Unfortunately, they did not deliver on Friday. Virginia Tech takes down North Carolina 17-10, to and it was another game where I personally just got super frustrated because, as you know, Carolina grad here, I'm sitting here trying to talk hype about you guys. But throughout the entire offseason, I said I don't see what everyone else is super hype on. There are people who are like in the mix, but of course, Carolina seemed to be at the top of the line when it comes to talent and where we're figuring out if they're going to lead this program. But let me tell you, if you have to bet more total yards, more better, like better pass, again, better passing, better rushing, and listen, the turnover is about the same. How can you not be in the game and ultimately win? I tell you why. Because those penalties kill Carolina every freaking season. Those missed tackles kill Carolina every freaking season. Jaquarius Conley missed two 
critical tackles in that game. And then time of possession. Don't let Sam Howell be on the field. Only we're on the field for 25 minutes. And Burmeister was just like, okay, I was like, which quarterback are we talking here in terms of Heisman race? Because I didn't see it from Sam. Mind you, I don't blame Sam for the loss. I think that his receivers have to learn how to separate. And I also think that when it comes to games in the trenches, there was no standout players going into this season for Carolina. Like, yes, Jeremiah Gimmel's cool, right? Azudu from Carolina is great on the offensive side, but there's nobody on those front lines that I say yes. Tamon Fox, maybe. His brother Tamari, um, okay. But when you were talking, we're talking about Florida State, right? We're talking about these big dogs in Clemson and Brian Breezy and, you know, in Miami, we're talking about Bubba Bolden. There's nobody that jumps out of the page for me for Carolina. And I think that's why I'm so frustrated with all the hype because it's just not there right now. Fair. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you watching that game on Friday night. I did not think Virginia Tech was going to win for a single second. Uh, I will say, um, it, look, I want to give this some love. That atmosphere, that stadium environment, that crowd at Lane Stadium was phenomenal. I have yeah. so missed that um, yeah. since we last saw that full football season in 2019 with all the fans. And it was a rowdy environment, right? Like Virginia yeah. Tech was excited to yeah. kick off their season hosting a top 10 team in North Carolina. And ultimately, Sam Howell just did not have his best game. And yes, you want to point fingers at the offensive line, and deservedly so. They did not do a great job of protecting him, but yeah. the quarterback is always the guy that's making the decision to throw the football. And yeah. he came away with three interceptions, which is something that I did not anticipate happening versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech took advantage of those opportunities and ultimately walked away with a win on the scoreboard. Listen, I know you saw having less interceptions than Sam Howell on the day. I know you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I, know you, I know you absolutely oh, did man. that one. But I, I just – I scratch my head. But I also give kudos and credit to Virginia Tech. I think the atmosphere is something they fed into. And you, it's hard not to want to play well at Lane Stadium. And then on top of that, I think there was very little expectation. They probably knew that they would be decent. But nobody gave them as much credit as they probably gave themselves. So I think whenever you feel like you have a chip – and listen, they tried everything they could to give that game away. Like right. Carolina was should not it should have been thirty five to ten when it was all said and done. But you know they were like, okay, here, like I'm trying, I'm gonna go for it on these certain downs. I'm going to like you know have these coaching decisions that will still to this day scratch my head about. But meeting in Carolina at game one and meeting in Carolina probably down the line game seven, I don't think the same teams will be met. I don't think Virginia Tech will. You know, I'm glad they met them at week one. Yeah, th that's the thing is that they're still football to be played after you yeah. lose the first game of the season like yeah that's super deflating because you have such high expectations going into the year but really for North Carolina for all these ACC schools that, that lost their first game of the season there's still things to play for you're still in it you're still in a race to ultimately get to that ACC championship game if that's your goal and that's what you've set out to do so one game put it behind you learn from your mistakes and get ready to play week two Matt, like Mac Brown said, as the kids say, facts. And also, I'm sitting here saying, I can't wait for the, man, everybody counted us out. No one believed in us after game. Blah. Okay, whatever. Prove it. <laughs> like, right. I don't, all the storylines, I don't care no more. Like, I don't care anything about the story and the narrative you're trying to create. Prove it. And so that's where I'm at. The road to playing in the AC Championship is going to be tough and tight. But we know that one, two teams are ultimately going to be there. And if you are traveling throughout the season, we want you to be well-equipped with the ever-increasing makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need 
Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to your web auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Wrapping up the show here today with JJ Jackson from Locked On Blue Devils, and we would be remiss if we didn't mention Virginia, who started out the weekend against William and Mary. Strong start for them. Strong start for Bronco Mendenhall and squad. Brennan Armstrong also had a great, great day. 21 for 31 for 339 yards. Certainly something to be excited about having some guys who can be in the mix and get their feet wet. It was a soft opening, but a great opening nonetheless. I would love to know for you, as you saw the Charlotte and Duke game and you're comparing the Virginia and William and Mary, maybe, would you rather have a softer opening where you know you can dominate or have a Carolina-Virginia Tech situation or a Duke and Charlotte situation where you have to come tough. You have to come correct. There is going to be a game and a fight in there. Sure. I, I think that uh, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. So I'm like, sure. oh, you would think I would say, yeah, take, give me the non-ACC school to open up the season with. But Duke lost to that non-ACC school. Yeah. I am someone that I, I, I like these non-conference games that you open up with. And, um, you know, maybe not to the non-conference level that Clemson had to experience where you're playing a top five team in the country in Georgia right out of the gates. But <laughs> certainly I think there's something to be said for playing those games. Virginia in particular, though, Candace, they did what they should have against mm-hmm. William and Mary, who did not score, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's getting harder and harder to do in college football, particularly when you get reserves in there and you get to see your depth chart and multiple guys play throughout a game. You would right. figure big plays would happen from time to time. You would have – broken coverages that lead to big-time plays and that sort of thing. But that wasn't the case, and they found a way to keep Virginia off the scoreboard – or excuse me, they kept William & Mary off the scoreboard, did not turn the football over, and William & Mary didn't have any turnovers and held the football for a longer time. That means you're just doing an incredible job executing your defensive game plan and making sure like, hey, cool, three yards first down. You're not going to do anything that's going to overwhelm us and Virginia was able to take care of business as they should. Yeah, and I know we've been hype about offenses for the conference the entire offseason, but speak a lot. We spoke a lot about the defenses of NC State who blanked uh, USF. We also saw uh, Boston College blank Colgate, and then finally, as you mentioned, Virginia and William and Mary. So as much as we've talked about great quarterbacks, we might be having a different conversation at the end of this bad boy talking about the great defenders here. But Best game of the weekend so far. We know Louisville is going to play Ole Miss here. We're at the time of recording about a couple minutes. But we'll love to know if you had one in particular out of all the schools that we saw this weekend. It's got to be Clemson and Georgia, right? I really? mean, that, that, that's a top five matchup. And uh, the game probably didn't live up to people's expectations because you say top five, you're like, oh, man, let's score some points, right? And I tell you that the final score was 10 to three, and the one touchdown in the game was a pick six. But still, like that kind of gave you a measuring stick week one into the year, knowing good and well what Georgia could accomplish in the SEC and what Clemson could accomplish in the ACC and all of 
the fallouts that have happened because of that. Because now you get into a situation where you've got a one-loss Clemson team at the end of the year versus potentially a one-loss Georgia team that lost the SEC championship to Alabama. Is that going to come back and bite Clemson and then not get an ACC team into the playoffs because the SEC puts two teams in in Georgia and Alabama? Like it's those things, those kind of um, fallouts that we've seen from this game in week one between Georgia and Clemson, which are why I was so compelled by it. And just also watching those defenses compete was awesome. Yeah. Now, listen, I think Florida State and Notre Dame was the best game only because I'm so hard about hating on Notre Dame. I think sure. that, like, I'm like, I didn't even let Kitten talk more than three, po- three good talking points about like Kyle Hampton. All right, cool. Jack Collins. <laughs> Let's move on here. But no, I do think that it was just super exciting. And that is the thrill and what we truly miss about college. Football. Absolutely. You know, Mackenzie Milton story was just one where I'm just like, you got to cheer for. But also Jordan Travis holding it down, knowing that you have someone who can take your spot in a blink, but still doing what he had to do and being happy for his teammate just to see him out there and thriving. I also think, you know, when you're looking at the grand scheme of college football, there's so much left. <laughs> you know, there are teams that are going to take these losses and try to propel themselves moving forward. And there's teams that just are going to try They need to find their identity very quickly. And I think Carolina and the Miamis of the world have to do that. I think the Coastal is anybody's game, but I do think Clemson might have a few scares with NC State and Florida State. I think, if anything, it gave NC State and Florida State confidence this weekend, right? They said, okay, we have the tools. We've done the preparation in the offseason over the summer. The workouts are all paying off. If anything, Carolinas and the Miamis are like, okay, we know Miami is a little bit different because who was going to be Alabama? Alabama is in championship college football playoff form. <laughs> like yeah. they are reloading in ways that I just, <sighs> I wish, but I, I, I think Miami can still hold their head up, but there are still questions about the Coastals, anybody's game. But when it comes to, you know, this entire thing, you have to buckle up because this seems like it's going to be quite the ride. And I can't wait. I mean, week one of the book, <laughs> we marked it off, and there the ride go. continues going into this upcoming week. So we I'm excited for sure. Yeah, no doubt. We certainly survived it, that one. Well, it's that time of the year again. As you know, JJ and I are super thrilled about college football. And if you want to get in on the action, we strongly encourage you to hit up Bet Online, the number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, prop, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar mega contest, the world's largest. $200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at Ben Online. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Bowl a, a promo with Make a Bet, Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. If you lose the wager, you get up to $25 for new customers only when signing up promo using promo code NFL100. I am thrilled to just be back in the mix of it, betting on my favorite teams. Always, you know, sometimes you bet for the underdog. You never know how it's going to go, if they're going to cover all that good stuff, all that betting lingo lingo that you have come to love, right? But if you hit a bet online, I'm telling you, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It is your online sportsbook experts, and you can use bet on you can use promo code locked on at betonline.ag for Candace Cooper and JJ Jackson. We are thrilled to give you guys this YouTube channel. We're thrilled to have you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnACC. But if you want to get some action with JJ here, please, JJ, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, Locked On Blue Devils every single weekday talking about the Duke Blue Devils. You mentioned the football season, not off to the best of starts, but it's a school that loves its basketball program. So we're excited for the final ride with Coach K getting started here in a few months. And follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. And I'm at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And with you every Tuesday, Candace, here on Locked On ACC.
Fun times had by all truly. And if you guys want Locked on Bets podcast, it's available everywhere. I forgot to mention that my boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling have always got you covered with daily speak. Daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Well, for Cannon Cooper, JJ Jackson, until next time.